Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson. He's Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And he's Garrett Price. How's it going? No, Jared Wackerly. He's California dreaming. But we're here talking dynasty fantasy football running backs. The running back, y'all. Whoa. Yeah. That implies just one, though. Running backs. All right, there we go. Uh, guess who's back? Back again. Running, running back. Oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> Tell your friends. Uh, yeah, so Dynasty Fantasy Football running backs. So the next two weeks, we're going to do uh, running back buys, running back sells. Next week, we'll do wide receiver buys, wide receiver sells. We're doing buys this episode, sells on the next episode. Next week, we'll, we'll flip-flop that for you. Flip it. Uh, and then I think that we get to that, we'll cover quarterbacks and tight ends. Yeah, but they only get one episode. They don't each get two episodes. Yeah, one player each. We'll each have two players each for this episode. Right. Uh, then I'll be gone for two weeks. I'm going to go over to Ireland. And hang out for two weeks. So uh, it'll be these guys over talking dynasty fantasy football. Some yeah, of you guys might like that. Some of you, most of you won't. Most of you won't. I get it. Most of you will, will be in despair and miss me a lot. And I get it. I Wailing, get it. gnashing of teeth. Happens every day I walk out the door with my sacks. wife. I'm like, bye. And she's like, baby, don't go. Then there'll be like those two people that are like, you guys should have your own show. <laughs> <laughs> that other guy talks too much. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> this is the best show I ever heard. Don't invite me to be a guest on your show because I'll talk more than you. Um, <laughs> so, you know, when you say running back sell in the game of Dynasty Fantasy Football, it, it's it's really kind of like funny because it really should just be a standard uh, status at all times. Yeah. Like the running back should be the most fluid position on your roster at all times. It's it's the shortest life life of shelf, a, life. shelf life of yep. a player. I mean, maybe outside tight end for the productive produ- production wise. Um, the average running back you're going to get two to three years out of. And that's like you hope to get one running back one year and then two up to three running back two years. That's usually how it goes for most of those players. Yep. Uh, a lot of them you don't even get you know, one running back one year out of them. Right. So you're hoping to get a couple of running back two years out of them and then move on because you know, in NFL, they move on because of salary. And once they have that second contract, it's hard for them to even play off that whole second contract, let alone, um, like get a, nobody's getting a third contract. So Unless unfortunately, Frank once you're that Frank age Gore, of, right? yeah, I think he's still got a, he got a contract last year. Didn't he? Probably. <laughs> yeah. You know, but once you get 28 years old, there's usually kind of a wall there that just naturally hits and mm-hmm. you're always going to have outliers and you're going to have sure. those generation running backs. But even then more so you're looking at guys that catch the football. It's why the PPR running backs are so important and viable. I mean, look what Jarek McKinnon did last year because he's a pass catcher running back. We see those guys come in in and year out. And when you play Dynasty, it really should be, your main focus should be always be on first contract guys. And right when they're about to sign that second contract or they do sign that second contract, one, if you're good enough to get a second contract, that means you're doing pretty well. Uh, and there's some value there. Mm-hmm. And you're usually only about 25, 26. And sometimes it's hard to give that up, right? Like it's hard to get out from that running back when he signed a second con- contract, when he's going off, off of good numbers. But you have to understand that by not moving him, and again, it's usually it's either a contender or not when it comes to running backs. So, right. you know, but I'll get to that, to that in a second. But if you hold on to him, that window starts to close rapidly. It like does. it's not like 
all of a sudden he's 25 and then he's 26 and the price tag has already gone down after one year if he barred and he stays healthy. And then he wants to hit 27 when you start hitting that, uh, like the Dalvin Cook age, like the floor almost plummets because nobody wants to buy them for long term. Now, if you wait midseason and they're and they're performing really well and a contender needs a running back, you usually squeeze a first out yeah. of them for those guys. But that's the only scenario you're getting a first for those guys. But sometimes the opposite can be true. And we might even talk about a couple of those guys where even though they're old, they still have some value and you can get some sneaky good value out of some of these old guys. Well, that's that, those are going to be talking about some of the buys today. Uh, some right. of those guys are old. And there's really good value there sometimes if you play your cards right. And that's, I mean, that's Dynasty as a whole. Like, that you get the, the the discount on age is such a good discount. It's hard for you not to go in there and really take advantage of that. If you're a contender, right. there is championships that could be bought and all it costs you is draft picks. And it's a reason why I constantly trade my draft picks because I'm looking for hits right away. Even when you have guys that are younger in youth, especially at the receiving position, those guys take time to develop even the high end guys. Like for those first two to three years, you're lucky to get wide receiver two production out of them. Lucky. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't matter where they're a drafter or any player, you're lucky to get that out of a player. So it takes time to develop. The one position that's hit the ground running as high end, you Literally. know, as decent running backs is a running back position. So if you build around youth at receiver, tight end, and quarterback, the easiest plug and play is to draft your running back late in the draft. Like somewhere like this year, you can get a guy like Tajay Spears, you can get a Kendra Miller. Uh, in the back end of the draft. I, I almost made Spears my buy, and I was like, we've talked about that. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> Cannot beat that horse but anymore. Like the, the, you know, and then in recent years, like there's guys that have shown up like Damian Pierce have been starting to come in right away. The starters are later. Isaiah Pacheco is they come and get in running back. James Robinson start. wasn't even drafted, and he was a running back four overall his rookie season. And that was it. And But he was. But then the same, and then when you're a contender, it's real easy to buy running backs in two-year windows. And I say two-year windows because it is important because most running backs, you're going to get two to three-year windows out of them, period. So if you could buy a guy like some of the guys we're talking about today and one guy we're not going to talk about, like even a Joe Mixon. And odds of Joe Mixon being just about done are pretty evident. But you're going to get production out of him this year, and you're probably get some production out of him next year. Um, Zeke Elliott two years ago fell in this category, was mm-hmm. fell into a good buy. But if you can get two years out of a guy for a late first, that's not terrible value. And honestly, if you can give up your first for one year of really good value and it helps you win a ship, it was worth it. And that's the goal to constantly put yourself in position to then trade those picks. And it doesn't always have to be a first. Sometimes it can be multiple seconds for some mm-hmm. of these running backs like we're going to talk about today. So I'm real excited about this. Just always know the running back should be very fluid on your roster at all times. And it doesn't matter how good that running back is. They should be available. And if you're not a contender, remember this. We talked about this, I think, a couple weeks ago. If you're not a contender and you're in rebuild, you honestly shouldn't have any running backs on your roster. You should literally trade all of them away for any draft capital that they're worth. And then, one, you finish with a higher draft pick and you finish with a higher draft pick. And you finish (laughs) with a higher draft pick. That's it, because you have no running backs to start. It's it's a real good way to kind of like – tank the system when there's no tank involved. Like, dude, I'm not tanking. I just don't have any running backs to start. Like, I'm starting uh, uh, Ty Chandler. Hey. Yeah. He's on a roster. So We, got we talked of, about it. Cook might be gone. You never know. All signs are pointing. You see, uh, I saw the thing on Pro Football today. The, the Vikings sneakily changed their Twitter on Twitter header. They took Dalvin Cook off and put Alexander Madison on. Oh. Yeah. So, By the way, one of my buys last year was Alexander Madison. <laughs> yeah, he, he falls in the category of a good buy this week. It'd be well, him, not anymore. I was going to say, maybe not anymore. Him, yeah. Ty last Chandler, week. Dwayne McBride. Um, 
you know, I, for example, one of the guys we got in our, uh, my Ohio dynasty league with Bob Lung, I gave up my 24 first. I got Joe Mixon and Dalvin cook back, which, and I'm a chance. I won the league last year. So I feel really good about that yeah, combination. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to get some of these guys that we like that we think are some good buys next episode. We're going to think are some good sells. Um, Usually, if we're saying buy, it's because you're in a contender. Contender, by the way. Right? Yes. I mean, if that's that's the only way to look at. There's most almost of these. never the the one exception was Alexander Madison. I was like, he might be buy like a good buy for like a future build because of his age and but ninety five to ninety nine percent of the time, it's going to be you're buying a running back because you're a contender. And, and sometimes too, when you say buy like Alexander Madison would fall into the category, even as a buy now is. You buy now not for the longevity of it. You're just buying for the value uptick, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're going to buy Alexander Madison now because then once Dalvin Cook gets cut, his his price tag goes up a little bit. Once he gets on the field week one, week two, and he's putting up solid numbers because he's mm-hmm. a very nice, solid, big running back, um, one of the bigger bruiser kind of backs yeah. uh, out there, then his value goes up a little bit. And maybe you bought him for a second, and now all of a sudden a contender's uh, team running back goes down. He needs a starter. Boom, you trade Alexander Madison for a first. first yep. It's a very simple game sometimes where you're just kind of like slowly trying to uptick where you're like, hey, I'll trade this penny for a paperclip. I'll trade this paperclip yes. for an envelope. 100%. I'll trade this envelope for a toy car, a toy car for a real car. You know what I mean? Like that's the process sometimes in Dynasty. You're, you're just constantly trading this little chip for a slightly bigger chip. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get better draft capital and that's how you get better players. And you know, you put yourself out there and you take risk because this game is full of risk and that's what you have to do to come out on top because it's not easy all these talented players aren't going to fall into your lap or these draft picks aren't going to fall into your lap. You have to go out there and work for it. And that's why you listen to shows like this and you go to websites and you listen to other great dynasty shows as well is always to find those values. And you're just finding somebody that kind of like some information you can grasp on to agree with and go make that move. And, you know, we preface it by saying that all, not all these work out. It's impossible to buy a hundred percent. Right. Absolutely. But the goal is just like anything is you just want to, be right more than you're wrong. Like, you know, if we're right 70% of the time, yeah, we feel really good about that. And you can't, get, you we'll can't get, you can't get too discouraged if it doesn't go your way. Cause it's, it's going to not every trade you're going to win. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if you blow one and your guy, your, your, you know, your buddies are busting balls on you for, you know, six months, it's fine. Just get right back on the saddle. Try it again. Try get, it again. Yeah. And, and let's go. I mean, that's the only way you're going to improve your team. You can't just sit back and let things passively happen to you. Cause it's not, nothing's going to happen. You know what I mean? You're, you're not going to go anywhere. You're just going to spin your tires. You're going to be sitting there in the and middle. S- and some people are better at drafting. So, you know, in that case, focus more on your rookie drafts and try to ca- acquire draft capital. Some guys are terrible at drafting rookies and are much better at making trades. Well, then trade your picks and then trade for players that are more stat. Like, find what you're good at right. and then lean into that niche. Yeah, it's a good thing to do. Like Matt said, don't be discouraged when things don't go wrong because things will go wrong. And we've seen yeah. it where people get trade burnt and then they don't want to trade anymore because they're so afraid that they're going to get burned and bent over again. But like, it just, it's going to happen. Like I've made terrible trades in my life. You know, I traded, uh, Le'Veon Bell right during his rookie year straight up for Monty Ball. I talk about it all the time. I've made, I've made trades that have been disastrous and I've, but on the opposite side, I made trades that have been absolute steals and people completely regret it. You know what I mean? It's about finding windows and that's what we're here to do. That's what we do a podcast for to give you, Mm -hmm. you know, with over, you know, we've met, I've been playing dynasty for almost 20 years. So like, just the information that we've had over the years and kind of just regurgitate out there. Mm-hmm. And again, we just try to be right more than we're wrong. So yep. let's get into some of these guys. But before we do, I got to tell her about you about our friends over at underdog fantasy. It's my favorite 
place to play best ball fantasy football. It's the number one place to be, play best ball fantasy football. And right now, they have best ball mania four going on with Ooh. their chance to win three million dollars with that's only crazy. 15 million dollars in prizes i'm literally joining one after the other and that's not doll hairs right those no. are real oh, dollars those are strong dollars my oh. friend you could be super rich super rich more than pat coran because this year it's three million not two million two. and he lives in yours those taxes are high um so right now underdog it's all you do listen uh, what do we love to do? We love the draft. It keeps our brain sharp. We're looking at uh, value. It kind of helps you even in Dynasty to kind of gauge, gauge the value of players right now. Like if you join a couple best ball drafts, like $3 best ball drafts, right? And you're like, man, this one player, like player X, like Rashad White, for example, right? Is, wow, he keeps going like pretty high, like the sixth round. Like people are really into Rashad White right, White right now. Like, and I have them. Like maybe I can get a first Rashad White. Let sure. me throw him out there. Like, yeah. Stuff like that is like it's letting you know how the community is. So that's where Underdog helps you as well. It kind of gives you a grasp of like live ADP every time you're drafting. It's super fun. I have a great time doing it. I literally draft once the drafts open until they close. That's how much I love it. And if you sign up right now and you use the promo code NERDS, they're going to match your deposit up to $100 right now. So use that promo code NERDS. Now, even better, if you use the promo code NERDS, Dyson Nerds has agreed to give any new underdog user, a complimentary one-year Nerd Herd and Dynasty GM subscription with your deposit of at least $10. What? This is for new users only on both underdog um. and Dynasty Nerds. If you already a Nerd Herd member, we will send you the most comfortable shirt in the world and send you a Dynasty Nerd shirt as well. Uh, must be 18 plus, 19 plus in Alabama, Nebraska, 21 plus in Massachusetts and Arizona and present... In state where underdog fantasy operates, terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW York. In Tennessee, call 1-800-888-99789. So, Dynasty Fantasy Football Running Backs buys. We mentioned earlier in the show, this is something that it's a championship caliber window. And if you build your team right and, and you're somewhat weak at running back, there's always running backs out there. They're on that cusp of 26, 27, 28 that are people are trying to offload because they know that window's there. And you're like, I got to offload this guy. And there's not a lot of buyers because the only buyers are going to be contenders at that point. So sometimes you can get slight discount of multiple seconds or, you know, sometimes like in Bob Lung's situation, like he knows, like I'm not getting a first for both of these guys. Dalvin Cook's probably going to get traded and whatnot. And I got Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon already on championship caliber team just for running back depth, running back depth to go with already the running backs that I have. For one first, right? That was for a, one first. Yeah. And I already have Christian McCaffrey, Damian Pierce, and uh, somebody else too. But I needed that other running back to feel really good about it. And I'll take and the, the big thing here is Joe Mixon that I was really excited about. And that goes to my first running back as a buy. I think Joe Mix is a, is a fantastic buy in uh, football. We talked about it earlier. There's a lot of rumors that he might get cut because of his salary, and that I didn't think he was going to cut. That's why I said in the show. And, you know, he's probably the running back where even when it's time to renegotiate, we see the, kind of like the Aaron Jones situation. Some of these guys will just renegotiate their deals down the road or take a license money down the road because they know they're not going to get in a secondary market, and they'd rather stay somewhere they know they could succeed. And that's what Joe Mixon's done this offense. We know this offensive line has been terrible. We mm. know until Joe Burrow arrived with Jamar Chase, this offense has not been really good. When you look at Joe Mixon over the last uh, couple of years, one, two, three, four, five years, he's running back 10 last year in PPR leagues, despite missing two games. He was running back four 
in 2019. In 2020, he missed from week seven on, but weeks one through six, he was running back nine. In 2019, he was running back 13. In 2018, he was running back 10 in PPR league. So outside of 2019, he was a top 10 running back four out of the five years. And even in that one year, he was running back 13. So he's a high-end running back too, which is a championship caliber running back. Joe Mixon's only 26 years old. So he's still got two years to hit that wall of death, which two years, we just mentioned before. He's 26 and 302 days. So he'll just be 27. He's going to be 27. Yep. But still 27 and then 28 and 20 years, the death year. So yep. he's still got two years left of viability. And what I love about it is Samaj P. Ryan's gone as well. Sure. So Samaj P. Ryan, mm-hmm. somebody who they involved in a passing game, and Joe Mixon's viable in the passing game. So he can come in and he's gonna be the guy this year for sure. And when Joe Mixon's the guy, he puts up running back four overall kind of numbers. Those are the kind of numbers to get. He's pretty much, if he stays healthy, locked in for a top 10 finish on an offense that has upgraded their offensive line. They signed Orlando Brown, which is somewhat of a shocker, so a really good left tackle. They're moving Jonah. You said he's reporting, right? Yep, he's coming. Yeah, so he'll be on the right side. So he'll be on the right side. Mm-hmm. They, you know, With the receiving core, with Joe Burrow, they have to keep it honest and open up those uh, running lanes as well because they got to respect that passing game. With it, with Samaj P. Ryan, who kind of ate into Joe Mixon's carries, especially at the end of the year, but Joe Mixon was probably a little bit beat up. He did miss those couple games at the right. end of the year. Joe Mixon is in line to see his passing game increase and third down viability increase, which should see an uptick in fantasy football production. And I'm okay with that because I'm okay with the way it stays as running back 10. And right now for Joe Mixon, who's only 26, which again is key here. He's only 26. He's only a year older than he's the same age as Christian McCaffrey. He's a year older than uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, He's, he's only a year older, pretty much almost two years than Najee Harris. You know, like you look at Najee Harris, you're like, Oh, he's a young guy. And Joe Mixon is an old guy. because He's been in the league so long, but that's not the case. Yeah. Najee came out old. Yeah. yeah, so Joe Mixon still off offers. He's not the Dalvin Cook out there, right? Like of like, oh, I got one year maybe, or like Zeke last year, one year. You probably got two viable years of Joe Mixon left. And right now, when I look at the Dynasty Nerds Trade Finder, he went for and these are super flex leagues. Cam Akers, two twenty three seconds. Uh, he went for Dalton Schultz and a second and a third. So. For some reason, people are trading, and it's probably because of that news. Like he might get cut because of his salary. Sure. Absolutely, that news yeah. is kind of like and he had some off the field stuff, questionable it, oh yeah, stuff it, too. Forgot about it, all the off field stuff, but sure. all that like since today the whole time was just like, nope, he's our guy, right? Like right. he's viable, and people right now in dynasty are treating Joe Mixon as that older twenty seven year old just turned twenty eight year old running back, and for me that screams value. Mm-hmm. He's my number one buy for championship caliber teams because one he gives you a two year window which you absolutely love for your first you get mm-hmm. two viable years and you're getting from what history shows us a surefire home run threat running back one. And again, you don't throw those no you don't throw that around lightly because there's only twelve of these guys. There's only twelve of them. And Joe Mixon in this offense has shown that he's one of those guys consistently. There's not many running back ones out there today that you can go buy for this cheap. Joe Mixon's at the top of the list. If you want to win your dynasty league because you need running back help, even if you have two okay running backs and your third's kind of like, eh, you go out and you trade for Joe Mixon and your second guy who's maybe, eh, maybe it's like even a DeAndre Swift. You put Joe Mixon in your lineup and you worry about that third guy later. 
The best buy in dynasty fantasy football right now, running back, in my opinion, is Joe Mixon. Well, I mean, I like it. Uh, I, I do think, you know, obviously he offers some some good short-term value, total win-now type of move. And and you, he's very consistent. He's going to be right around 10, 11, 12, 13. That's kind of where he finishes almost every single year. So for championship teams, that that's huge to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You you want to be able to just know what you're going to get from a guy. You don't want one of these roller coaster rides where who the heck knows what you're going to get week in and week out because that really, for a championship team, that's that's difficult to navigate. And and you want to make it as easy as possible. And I do feel like Joe Mixon's kind of one of those guys that you just plug and forget and you just kind of look the other way. And he's in your running back two slot or running back one slot every week. Yeah. And it reminds me of – I'm sorry to cut you off real quick, though, but it kind of reminds me, Matt and Garrett, of like – Zeke Elliott three years ago. Like Zeke Elliott was in that window where he was like 26 and people were, because he was in the league so long, sure. treating him like that early 27-year-old, late 20-year-old running back. And in that span, those two years, he was a running back one for both years. Right. And he kind of fell off a little bit last year. He was, he was like nine or 10, right? Yeah. A flex spot. Yeah. But mm-hmm. for two years, he was a running back one that right. you got at that discounted value where you were able to buy him for a late first, which I did. So I got a lot of stuff on Twitter going, people like, oh, way to go, way to go. But meanwhile, I got running back one production two years in a row, and that's all you can ask for. The, the big thing for me in all this, because I was I was one of the guys that was a little bit afraid of the situation. I had been a big Joe Mixon guy. I remember, you know, us even debating him on the year that he was like running back 13, and I said he was a running back one. And like, so I've been a Joe Mixon guy supporter for a long time, but I was, I was very worried. I was very worried this offseason because it was a very cuttable contract because uh, the off the field stuff. What has shifted the narrative for me more so than anything else? And there were a few running backs that had the same type of thing happen for me this offseason was the the NFL draft. I fully expected them to use a day two pick on a running back. They didn't. The only running back they brought in was Chase Brown. Look, they might be high on Chase Brown. We're not high on Chase Brown. Uh, I don't I don't see a lot there. I mean, sure, that could cut into a little bit of the receiving work, but that's always been the case with P. Ryan there and other guys. So, like, nothing's really changed. If anything, there might be a slight uptick in usage in the receiving game because it's a young player as opposed to an established player. Right. I, I think I think Samaje is better than Correct. Chase Brown in, in all respects. Yeah, Correct. are you trusting Chase Brown to get out there and pass protect? Heck no. No, no. A strong, no. a strong bag coming through the wind might knock that guy over. So. He was the guy getting tossed around, wasn't yes. he? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, dude. One of them. I, I said, but... I was like, literally, if he went through yeah. like a like a division one defensive line, you gave him 10 tries at four, like first and goal yeah. and a one, like he probably wouldn't get in all 10 times. Yeah, he was, like, o- he was that. O-Ling and a couple of them. He just got ragdolled in a couple. I got a lot of hate on Twitter about that, by the Chase Brown truthers, but we'll see who's right. I know who I'm, I know who I'm outside I'm on. <laughs> We so, all know what side you're on. Matt, how about uh, you give us one of your uh, buys? All right, yeah. So my my first buy is also a guy that's uh, he's uh, running back going into a second contract. Second contract here. Um, that's contrasting what I'm saying. I know. So it kind of goes against the grain of what what Rich is saying, but I think it's worth it. Um, uh, so Miles Sanders is my guy. And, you know, last year he finished as running back 13. Right now in this past ADP that we kind of pulled together and, and sent out and we were talking about a little last week, running back 22. So I think that's a – to me, that's just too big of a kind of just difference there to to ignore. And really, I mean, he, he comes over to the Panthers from Philadelphia and their, their backfield is a mess. Like the only guy there that's worth anything is Chuba Hubbard. And, you know, between his rookie season and last year, his numbers just went down. They used him less. And, you know, sure, Chuba missed a little bit of time. It was only a couple of games. But, 
I, I think we all know what Chuba is, and he's not a more than a very Not a he's a he's a secondary guy. He's he's never going to be the guy. So this might be the cleanest situation I feel like Miles has had in years. Um, and there's already a lot of talk about them wanting to get him more involved in the passing game and kind of get him back closer to those rookie year numbers where he had 50 catches. So all this, you know, for a guy that already finished last season as running back 13 and is getting discounted for whatever reason this season, I, it's all like kind of a perfect storm here for for him to kind of, in my opinion, be a sneaky guy to to catch more passes, do do a little little bit more. I'm not, I'm not saying that the, that he's going to go from running back 13 last year to to running back two or three or something. I don't think that I don't think he has that kind of ceiling. But with the with the young rookie quarterback in Bryce Young, that's likely going to be starting. Um, I, I really do think he's going to be a nice little outlet. We've seen him throw passes Bryce Young to to running backs just last year. I mean, uh, Jamar Gibbs got a bunch of them, 44 or 45 uh, passes in college. So. Right. We, we know that he that's an element in his game that he likes to use. And Miles Sanders is the guy that fits that mold in his current offense. So I, I really do think this is one of those perfect storms of a guy that's 26 years old. He's getting discounted heavily as far as ADP. But also when I went into the, the trade finder, in, in a super flex league, just a second round draft pick, one second round draft pick. For it's for nice. uh, for a guy that's borderline running back one, that's yeah. fantastic. And that's probably an outlier trade to say because most people probably wouldn't be doing that. But it's crazy. That probably not, it. but I saw it. It was there. Somebody did it, and you know, so Miles Sanders and Marvin Mims for for Tony Pollard, for a guy that I see on a very similar plane, like for Tony Pollard, for Tony Pollard. So it was Mims and. Um, oh, Miles Sanders and Sanders for Tony Pollard. Pollard. For Tony Pollard. So you're getting what's uh, equates to around uh, you know late second and Miles Sanders. You had to give up just Got to get it. Tony Pollard. So um, really, it, it's it's one of those things where the production is going to far outweigh what you actually have to pay for this guy. And and I don't I'm not I'm not exactly sure why he's only 26 years old he just turned 26 it's right, not like a new he, contract it, it's not like he's creeping up on this this 28 29 range or anything like he's that he's got two years guaranteed pretty much he has life. two years on that contract fully I mean that they can't really get out from underneath it without you know having a, a huge cap hit so he's gonna be there for a couple of years there's all positive buzz on what they want to do with this guy and last year he finally started scoring touchdowns again. Yeah. So, so I, I really do like Miles Sanders. I'm not sure why he's getting discounted other than maybe some rookie fever right now. So take advantage. Sure. No, I, I'm with you. And, and you're looking at a lot of the, the running backs in his ADP range right now. He's running back 22. Uh, that puts him in like the almost in like the 80s, 90s as far as ADP goes for for the nerd herd. So 79. He's yeah. he's he's a great value uh, overall, a player that I do. Uh, do really like quite a bit and we've seen the the good full skill set and look right now his his ADP on here he's the 79th player overall but his ADP is 85th uh, like right behind him is Isaiah Pacheco somebody that one one dimensional one dimensional one year that we've seen it Mm -hmm. like I would much rather have somebody that I know is going to get the workload know it like uh, Kansas City just moves and uses their backs however they see fit for that game. And no, it's going to be the Miles Sanders show. They paid him. This is going to be a good, and even if it's just use him for one year and then trade him for the second year, um, that's fine too. You can get one good year out of him, then move on and recoup whatever you just, just paid for him. And you might even get more back if he has a really solid season. 
Yeah, big Miles Sanders fan. Absolutely loved his one year of tape coming out of Penn State. Like literally from a, from a scouting standpoint, <clears throat> he's somebody who I I thoroughly enjoyed. Thought he was really misused there in Philadelphia for the first couple of years. Uh, got back on track last year. Andy Produce, Matt mentioned, like he's somebody we always thought was viable in the passing game, but they wouldn't allow that in the early years in Philadelphia, which is kind of weird. We always thought it was weird, like when they wouldn't start passing to him. Um, well, they did his rookie season. Rookie season, 50 catches, then they just dropped off a ledge. Afterwards, yeah. Yep. That was so long ago. Uh, and, you, and you're right, and Carolina's in a really good spot with Bryce Young, the young uh, running back. Not a lot of wide receiver weapons around him. You know, Adam Thielen, uh, Jonathan Mingo. So there's not a lot of weapons it's, around it's, him. It's Thielen, it's Hayden Hurst, and then really just a bunch of unknowns. DJ Shark, um, uh, Mingo. Mingo, and Terrace Marshall. So, so those guys are, are big-time question marks. And the biggest thing that you can't, that the biggest thing here that makes them a buy in such good value is, again, that, that contract. You know, that two years pretty much guaranteed contract for Miles Sanders goes back to hashtag two, three-year window. Yes, second contract, but the price, whatever price, here's the thing I like about it as well, definitely contender, is whatever price point you pay for Miles Sanders, the odds that price point will be in exactly the same, if not more, are really high um, outside of bar and injury at the end of this year for what he'll probably produce year one because they're going to probably rely on him heavily here in Carolina year one of his yeah. contract. So you're not even you're not you're almost just making a lateral move. And a lot of times when you trade for these running backs, Joe Mixon falls in that same category. Usually, what the price tag is, you can literally go in there, make your championship push, and then. After you do that, if you feel like your team's kind of old and you want to offload, the value there, the recoup value, is probably usually pretty similar. And sometimes you can end up getting more because um, it just depends how desperate a team is. And then if you have depth, like these are guys that like, like even Miles Sanders, if that's his price tag right now and I don't need a running back, I'm still buying him because odds of you need a running back at some point in the season are pretty high. But the most important thing is, the odds of another team needing a running back in the season are 100%. Uh, yeah, I was going to say almost. 100%. Almost 100%. So, again, yep. if you're buying Miles Sanders right now, say you give up uh, Cam Akers straight up for Miles Sanders, or say you give up in a, a second, the odds of you being able to get a first for Miles Sanders from a contender late, mid to late season are really high because everybody's thin to position. Everybody needs one. And once you can start seeing the playoffs come into focus, that's where the draft kids picks start to fly out the window. Yep. And that's where I usually give up my draft picks. And these mm-hmm. as a contender, these are the exact kind of players that I'm targeting like a miles Sanders. And you know, you put it on Twitter, like I just gave a 24 first for miles Sanders. You're going to get tons of people tweeting. Oh, way to go. What do you, you know what I mean? Like way to go. Like sure. these guys Sarcastic. just fall off trees, right? That doesn't matter. Cause I'm here to win ships. And these are the kind of players you need to do. And this is the reason you have draft capital. Garrett, who's one of your buys? All right, so this one actually fell within the the window that we were talking about. We want these guys in their first contract, uh, but I, but I wanted a guy that actually is a value right now because a lot of times guys in their first contracts are not values. They're very expensive. They're very hard to acquire. And I'm going with Najee Harris, which is a complete 180. I almost said 360. <laughs> a complete 180. And I'm back. <laughs> uh, from, from where I was originally because I wasn't a big Najee Harris fan. I didn't think he was this crazy talent. And I think we've seen over the past two years, that's somewhat true. He's just been a guy that's been fed the ball a lot and mm-hmm. a subpar offense. But here's what's interesting. After his first year, you were having to take him as one of the top three or four running backs off the board. Way too high. Way too high, Mm -hmm. especially for somebody that was averaging 3.9 yards per carry. This year, he had almost an identical year to the year before that. 
same amount of touchdowns, same basically the same amount of yards per carry. The only thing that dropped off was he just didn't have as many receptions because it went from Ben Roethlisberger right. to Kenny Pickett, which is something that we talked about on the show, which is one of our big concerns. But look, I don't hate individual players. A lot of times I just hate their values. And he went from way too expensive being like the fourth running back off the board. Now I can get a guy in his third year as the 12th, 13th running back off the board, which now has become a really good value. Currently uh, in the Nerds ADP, uh, he is actually running back 13, or sorry, 12 off the board, uh, right behind Ramondre Stevenson and Josh Jacobs, just ahead of DeAndre Swift. So he's now a guy that's a, a much better value than he was a few years ago, and it's now a much better offense. They drafted uh, Broderick Jones in the first round, so a solid offensive lineman. We've been begging the Steelers Woo! for years to take an offensive lineman early in the draft. They finally listened, took him in the first round. Anytime, and, and I've, I've talked about this a ton of times, anytime you get an offense where the quarterback, the offensive coordinator, and the head coach go all together into their second season, you almost always see better production from that offense. Almost unilaterally, you see that almost every time. This will be the second year for, for Pickett with Matt Canada. And, you know, like, so everything is there now were no lining changes. Up. Yep. There were no changes. So we should expect a much better offense this year than we've seen in the past. But one of the things that makes this the best value of all is he, his contract they're, they're He's basically guaranteed at least three more years That's what I was gonna say. with the Pittsburgh Steelers because he's got his two years left. And then they got that fifth year option because he was a first round pick. Mm -hmm. Almost every time we've seen, as long as the running back's been pretty productive, those teams are going to utilize that because the price yep. is so much cheaper than trying to sign one in free agency. So you get three years out of a guy that is so much younger than Austin Eckler and Josh Jacobs uh, contract wise, so much younger than those guys, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Like he is one of the, I know he was older for his class, but it's still only his third season. There's a lot of tread left on the tires. I really like getting Harris this season. Yeah. And he's a guy that just turned 25. So by the time the this contract's running out, he'll be right around that age where you want to get out. Like you he's one of these out. guys that you definitely want to get it's a out. one contract after guy. one contract after yep. one contract. But for right now, fantastic. Use a value. year or two. And yeah. Then trade them. Fantastic value. And, and like you said, uh, you know, like it's flipped. It, it, it has, it's finally flipped. The offensive line is improved. Najee Harris last year, uh, you know, running back 14 in PPR and you're getting them right around that. Right. Like, mm -hmm. so it's a, it's a good range. You're not have to overdraft this guy. You're going to get, what you pay for finally, or maybe you'll even get a little bit extra with the added offensive line and, and going into year two of this whole kind of thing with the quarterback and all that kind of stuff. So I like all your points there. Yeah. And I, I was just going to hammer on once you said that fifth year option. If you didn't mention it, like that's you're almost guaranteed three years uh, of them. And that's such a good lifespan as a running back position. It's such a long time. It's, I know it's, it's hard to think about it. Cause you get these guys that, you know, like the Joe Mixon's, the Camaras have been around for a while, right? Leo Saquon, even though we had the production there, McCaffrey, who's missed the last couple of years. So like, it, it's, it's easy to like, like say three years in a long time. But if we go back three years and look at all the top running backs, you're looking at guys like Chris Carson, you know what I mean? Like, so oh, it's yeah. like the landscape does change so drastically at that position. It's why those receivers, when you look at them, wide receiver ones, like it's pretty consistent. We talked yeah. about it. Um, a couple of weeks ago about like right now, the landscape of how strong it is with young receivers. There's like nine or 10 of these guys that you feel really comfortable about hard to break in. They're all 25 mm -hmm. or under, you know what I mean? That's not even the DK Metcalf. I don't think we mentioned that list either. And he's 25. So I like to, I like the Najee pick because 
there's value there. And it's like, and that's what you're looking back. Same thing the, the Miles Sanders, like what kind of security can you get with money with running back? Because that's the thing. If money, if, if running backs are insulated with money, then teams aren't going to just eat that money at the running back position. They're going to put them out there because there's some kind of usage mm-hmm. there. And we saw like even a Jag running back can produce if given the opportunity. And when you're paying a running back, they're going to get the opportunity. There's a reason Zeke Elliott, when people are like, oh, Tony Pollard is so much better, but Zeke's getting carries because like, yeah, dude, I'm paying this dude 18, 20 million dollars. Like I'm giving him the football. You know what I mean? Like right. they're, you know, them and the quarterbacks, like they're insulated yeah. when it comes to money. I'm giving him the football until his legs fall off. Here like receivers, it's easy to kind of weed them out no matter what you're paying, like the Kenny Galladay's and whatnot, like Dwayne Bowes. Like you can you can just ISO those guys out because even when they're on the field, then you just use them as a distraction. When the running backs on the field, like either they're they're doing something, and most times when they're going to run the ball, they're going to they get the carry. So That's something else I wanted to mention value there. Something else I wanted to mention real quick with with Najee uh, before before we move on. He the amount of touches that this guy gets, he was top five in rushing attempts again last year. Uh, but on top of that, of all of these guys that are in like the top 15 uh, running backs or so, he was also one of the the guys that had the most receptions out of that group. So there is a lot of total touches to be had uh, here here for uh, Najee Harris. So I, I think at the end of the day, you, you get the age. He's cheaper than he's ever been, and you get the the volume, which is volume is king. Yeah, f- 52 football. targets last year, 249 attempts. So, geez, right around 300, right? Yeah, you can't. That's dynasty gold. Yep. It really is. All right. Well, before we move on to our next guy, let's talk real quickly about FFPC. Launched in 2010, FFPC is the home to the largest high-stakes dynasty league community in fantasy football over 1,000 active leagues. And look, you can do $100 leagues. You can do $5,000 leagues. It's all up to you. You can get those like a little, little more simple, a little safer. Like, bro, I'm high stakes. I want to win some real cash, some real do-re-mi. You can do that over at FFPC. And best of all, there's orphans that you can just go in there and you might even get a little discount. And they have never had a league Old. That is huge. Nothing's worse than a, a league that you've built your picks, you've built the right team, you've done all these things, and then people are like, ah, I don't want to play anymore. It's the worst. Head over there, promo code NERDS. You get $25 off any entry for new members. So use promo code NERDS at myffpc.com for $25 off any entry. Do-re-me. Dot com. Head over to FPC. That's why we made them available. I know right now <laughs> the, the new app, they won't be available right away as we integrate those new leagues. But like my FFPC is one thing that you can co go into the Dynasty GM and run yep. your leagues off of. So, all right, my next guy is somebody who I've been talking about. Um, he's been a buy before, actually. And I thought I was like maybe being a dead horse here. Is this King Henry? No, this is not the sell episode, buddy. Um, but this is a player, again, that I truly believe in. And I know I've been kind of being a dead horse here, but I'm, you know, if I got players I believe in, I'm going to keep preaching it. Definitely when there's value to be had. Yeah, I've talked about him as a buy, too. I'm and, with you. And, and with this player, I think he's a, a huge buy. He's only 24 years old. He doesn't turn 25 to like late mid December. And that's J.K. Dobbins for the Ooh. Baltimore Ravens. This is a player that I truly believe is going to be pro, uh, a top six, top seven fantasy football running back this season. Uh, really excited about where this is going in this offense and the player itself. The player itself is somebody who, who, who comes in and you know he's averaged over six yards per carry for the most part. Uh, it's somebody that he's come in and like last year, he he got mad in the playoffs. He's like, I need to be the number one guy here. Like he's saying, like, I want to be the guy. I need to be the guy here mm-hmm. uh, out loud. And when he came in before he tore his ACL for his rookie year, he looked really good. 
Uh, they tears his ACL, had to clean up last year. But he came in for the cleanup. He, he, he started to really put together yeah, again. Um, and, and what I'm really excited about him, too, kind of like the Joe Mixon thing, is like, will they will he start getting viable in a passing game? Because Gus Edwards, that's not his game. Right. And Gus Edwards is number two running back there. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Gus Edwards doesn't make it out of camp. He's due $5.6 million against the cap, but they can save $4.4 million by Cunningham. That's a lot of money for a running back. Sure. Definitely a number two running back. And we saw at Ohio State that J.K. Dobbins is viable in the passing game, even though so far I think he's only got about 32 career targets, which isn't good enough. But what excites me too is like they get they get rid of Greg Roman yeah. and his offense. I think that's going to be huge. And I think that's been a huge hindrance to J.K. Dobbins. And they bring in Todd Munkin. And we all remember Todd Munkin from his Tampa Bay days where he ran his air, air raid offense in 2018, and Tampa Bay was the number one passing offense. But then he goes to Georgia and helps him win back-to-back championships, and he changes offense for Georgia where he ran that two-tight end system there. Mm. And, you know, obviously he had Brock Bowers. He it's had Darnell Washington. Yeah, we got two really guys Washington. there. And they actually averaged 198 yards per game rushing. And when you look at Baltimore and you look at – Obviously, you have Mark Andrews. They have Isaiah Likely there, who showed that he was a nice rookie tight end last year. Mm-hmm. You got some nice weapons in Obel, Odell Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman, uh, Devin Duvernay. Yep. Just drafted Zay Flowers. And they just drafted Zay Flowers in the first uh, round as well, seeing so some options, uh, options there. And the fact that they paid Lamar Jackson so much money, the highest paid player in NFL history on a year uh, average per year basis, knowing that he hasn't been there the end of the last two seasons, like they're going to put emphasis on this year and going forward on protecting Lamar Jackson, which is reining in some of those Russian games that, you know, maybe design Russian games that Greg Mo- Roman was going to design. Right. And, you know, use that to probably open up, you know, J.K. Dobbins a little bit more in the flat, obviously the tight end systems as well. But with the, I think the receiving weapons around him and with Lamar Jackson, this really should open up the ground game for J.K. Dobbins. And he has to be hungry at this point to really produce and put himself in position for that second contract. He's got the youth. He's got the offense. And he's got the weapons around him. And he's got a pretty good offensive line as well there in Baltimore. So this is somebody who can come in and put up, I expect, running back one numbers. You know, my expectations, top six right around there. But if I can get running back 12 out of them, that's a huge win. Heck yeah. And right now, same same thing. What he's going for is you can get J.K. Dobbins for a late first. Like, people are getting real excited about, like, Quentin Johnson and things along those lines. If you need running back help, if you're looking for a young running back with upside, and, and again, going back to the college tape that I absolutely adored with him and DeAndre Swift as my 1-2, 1A, 1B in that draft class, he can come in, new offensive coordinator, new system, new happy quarterback mm-hmm. and really come in and produce. Cause I expect them to rely on this ground game and actually use the running game for the first time since Lamar Jackson's been a Baltimore Raven. And, and if all that other, you know, naysayers about injuries and all that kind of stuff, wasn't enough motivation for JK Dobbins. It's also the last year of his deal. Yes. Yeah. So he's playing for money here. And we he, always see upticks. There. We always see a big kind of jump there. So I, I do, I do like to see him, I do expect to see him do a lot better this year. And I, and I love, I love him as a buy. So yeah, he's 24 and a half basically years old. So you still have some years on this guy as well. I do feel like he's, he's just kind of coming around. He hasn't had a lot of tread taken off the tires here in the first mm-hmm. couple of years. Uh, so, so I, I do think he's a guy that could be viable into his second contract. So if, even if you have to give 
the first to, to get them, I still feel pretty good about that. And he runs strong, so it's a yeah. good goal line opportunity there. Definitely somehow they get – I mean, they get rid of Gus Edwards. It's wheels the up. Guy's the limit. They, yeah, absolutely. So they bring him bringing a guy like Kareem Hunt or somebody, you know? Yeah, and, and they could easily still bring in one of these old, you know, guys that are still out there, Ezekiel Elliott or somebody like like All of that is in the wrong possibility, but all of these guys that could happen to. I mean, we have no idea where some of these guys will still land, but, right. but everything that we know about J.K. Dobbins – he has been successful at every single level. He's been successful in basically all the games that we've seen him play. I know it hasn't been as big of a sample size as we would like, but let's also like rewind to last year because I remember people saying, you know, I'm tweeting about how excited I am, how he's putting up numbers, blah, blah, blah. People are like, yeah, but have you, have you seen him run? So yes, I'm watching football. So yes, I've seen him run, but you're telling me that he's running for over a hundred yards and he's still not 100%. And you could tell by the way he was running, he did not look like his full self. So if he's able to put up six yards a rush and 100 yards a game and things like that, and he's not fully good to go, imagine what a full offseason of rest is going to look like. And often, it's not the year after the ACL. It's usually two years. Now, there are some freaks in nature. Adrian Peterson did it. and like So it happens. But for most guys, it's usually two years later where we really start to see them become the I'm, guy that they were. I'm you, still I'm still convinced that wasn't a real injury. <laughs> Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Yeah, his was like like the last game of the year, yeah, too. There's and no he, way. Yeah. There's no it, way. Yeah, the fact that, you know, the dip is you always buy the dip. If you're going to buy a running back for ACL injury, you always buy the dip right when it come back. Because you just pretty solid. Like, the buy for Javante Williams isn't right now. The buy for Javante Williams is like week always. five, week six. Because, you know, with Samaje <laughs> really into his time and him not producing. Not now. And say with JK. And what Later. I love about that as well is, you know, I love the fact that JK stopped in the season when he knew he was a viable asset to get his knee cleaned up because he knew he wasn't 100%. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, watch the tape. Yeah. We, he knew it too. He knew he wasn't doing exactly what he wanted to do. Like he, he couldn't make those cuts that he wanted to make that we saw that he could make, you know, you know, JK had the ability to like make matrix style cuts in the open sure. field and like almost get lateral oh, yeah. um, there in the open field. He's that dynamic with the football in his hands from tape. And listen, I know that, you know, college tape and now it's been three years. So time has got, you know, there's a big window there from to, to have fallen off. But everything I've seen, even banged up, is shown to me that this is still a viable dynasty fanciable asset, asset, and I am buying. Yep, I'm with you, man. All right, I'm going to move on to my next buy. Um, probably not as as sexy as yours, but still pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, no, I think this guy's a little bit. Um, he's been hated on a bit here. Um, I'm going to go right to him, uh, Antonio Gibson. Ooh. Um, only 24 years old, coming off the board right now as running back 41, 133 in our ADP. So right around the 11th round, almost, almost 12th round. Um, last year finished as running back 26 though. I think that was, that's to me, that was at least surprising. Sure. I, I wasn't, you know, I, I knew that he had kind of fallen out of favor there and Brian Robinson was, was kind of grabbing a hold of that that job and, and running with it. Well, he had to miss, Brian Robinson also missed the first like four weeks at the gunshot wound. Correct. There was that going on. Uh, <laughs> um, but the good news is they didn't bring in any fresh competition to this competition. It is it is Antonio Gibson. Did what? you hear him talking about Chris Chris Rodriguez? I know we don't like him, but apparently we had, apparently we had a third round grade on him. They had a third round grade on him. And that's fine. And I was going <laughs> to talk. say when they were talking about Chris Rodriguez, they uh, Ron Rivera actually went out of his way to bring up Antonio Gibson as a guy that they want to get more involved. That was like yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they that mm-hmm. just happened. They're like, we need to get this guy involved more. So 
combined his comments, Ron Rivera's comments mm-hmm. with, with the entry of, of um, uh, the enemy mm-hmm. into, into this offense and the enemy as, as you know, as a history of, of involving uh, running backs in the passing game specifically. Sure. Um, there's really no one on the roster besides this converted wide receiver that's playing running back that has much in the, in the passing game. Brian Robinson doesn't offer much in that. Chris Rodriguez doesn't offer much in that. So, so really, I do think that this, this role is going to fall upon Antonio Gibson and, and based on the comments of them wanting to get more involved, Sure. Could they be talking about an, a more involved between the tackles situation? Yeah, he's a, he's big enough to do that as well. He's sure. 220 pounds. He he kind of fell into the doghouse because there were some fumbling issues a couple of years back. And, but last year, no zero lost fumbles. So, I mean, he might have fumbled a few, but at least they didn't lose them. Um, and, and, and last year, you know, his stats weren't that bad to begin with. He had, I think, 40, 46 catches last season um, uh, for Gibson. So he's a guy that... Is, is talented and maybe he wasn't getting the usage that that um, probably he deserved based off his athleticism and kind of his profile. But with the enemy there, I, I do believe that he's going to be the main beneficiary uh, from a fantasy perspective. So this is a guy right now that's going for a 24 third and a 23 fourth in, in the trade finder. So just like crazy Nothing. discount. He's I mean, this guy, free. right. Gibson and, and a second, for a second and a third. So this must have been like one of these situations where moving up in the round, moving up in the round. Like, so he, and, and, and there's another person that it was just a third, a 24 third. Mm-hmm. So these, this is a free move for you in a lot of leagues or a very, very discounted cheap move. And even the ADP suggests running back 41. I think he can outperform at least what he did last season and get you viable running back two type of numbers, just based off the fact that last year, last year, Jarek McKinnon, who offers almost nothing between the tackles was running back 20 mm-hmm. in the enemy's offense. And that wasn't even until late in the season. Exactly. It was even became viable. Right. So, so I think Antonio Gibson has a very good shot of outperforming ADP and outperforming anything that you're going to pay for him at this point. I don't think he's going to be this guy that's ever going to be a running back one. So don't, don't you know misconstrue what I'm saying? I just think he presents a lot of value right now, and he could be for the price. For the price, and he could be sneaky good as far as getting you good running back two numbers. So if you're on a championship team, he might not be sniffing your starting lineup week in and week out. He might be a third or fourth option for you, but at that price, who cares? Yeah, for a late third. If you're a championship contender, give him a third. Yeah, right. At that point, you're just like, oh, I'll give you a third. They think yeah. third, but you're literally giving them almost a almost fourth a round fourth. pick. Yeah. So I like the standpoint of that where like, yeah, you're not saying go buy Antonio Gibson because like he he's your starter, but there's a chance he could be your flex or your starter and you're giving up nothing for him. Absolutely so it's nothing. a value buy as well, which is what you're looking for sometimes. Like we're saying names like Joe Mixon, J.K. Dobbins, but sometimes it's just value as well. And I talk about this all the time where like if you're a championship caliber team, I think the biggest mistake that teams don't make at this time of the year is trying to find value in depth. Be, build up your depth, yeah. A guy like Antonio Gibson is like a perfect example. Okay, what Ramesh can I get for a third? Maybe Jarek McKinnon, if you can do that. I think that's a good buy as well. Jarek McKinnon definitely falls in that category you for get, contenders. You get years, though, with him. But with Gibson, McKinnon's 31. Yeah, you get some kind of years with Gibson, for sure. So like Gibson's 24 years say, old. McKinnon's a more surefire thing, but Gibson, you get the upside sure. for the same price tag. And I'm still buying both of that standpoint Hell, go, for depth. Go get them both. If you can get them both. <laughs> I, 
this doesn't do it for me. Uh, like I get it. You know, he's, he's one of those guys that are really cheap, but I would rather like throw out a late second and get like Aaron Jones, somebody I know who does have the role yeah. instead of hoping like he does more than Brian Robinson and Chris Rodriguez like isn't a thing really. Like I think there for me, there's just like too many hoops involved. Like I get it for like a third or a fourth or, you know, like that kind of stuff. So I, I understand it, but I think I would much rather if I'm a contender, I would much rather just target a slightly older running back that I know has a job than waste assets on a maybe could be a flex play for me. Yes, I like I like it opposite of like you mentioned, like only a third or fourth. Like I like that you say Aaron Jones for a second, like I'm down for both is what I'm saying. Like if you say sure. you're, you're going to the year and like you only have two running backs, like say how, say you had Zeke, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you had Kareem Hunt and you're hoping Kareem Hunt would turn into a starter this year. Obviously that boiled out with the loss of his burst. Um, and then say your starters are Kenneth Walker and Damian Pierce. And then you got like Zeke and Kareem Hunt. Like, then you go get Aaron Jones, but then you also do this move as well for depth or obviously Jerick McKinnon because I think the price tag is so cheap. And you're right. I mean, I don't love the situation as well, but I will go back to what he said because I noticed that as well, and it kind of put a mental note in there as well. The fact that Ron Rivera was bringing up Antonio Gibson by name for somebody like before there was in Doghouse, they were talking about, remember this time last year, they were talking about Brian Robinson. Sure. Almost like, oh, yeah, we got to give this guy a chance to bring him sure. in. We're like, oh, okay, but what about Antonio Gibson? Like, he's good. He's viable in a passing game. We know Brian Robinson's not. You know, there's somebody Chris Rodriguez. And in the fact, if he could just fill out that role of being a PPR running back, and that's it, that's his role. And a la the Jerry McKinnon, you know, there's value there. It makes me think, like, hey, these coaches were talking, and Biennami was like, Oh yeah, we can get this guy involved in the passing game, and then that's something that Ron's that almost size. almost yeah. like reiterating. You know what I mean? Almost sure. regurgitating something that maybe a conversation that's that's happening behind the scene. Hey, do I know that for sure? Obviously not, but that's how I interpret like yeah, little things and, like no, that. And I understand, I change, understand change, it for the price. Change I do, for the price. I do understand it for the price. For me, I'd rather just like wait till week one and see like, oh, he is being that guy. Okay, I'll pay two thirds instead of one. Yeah, but then the price just, is probably a second now. And I mean, after one week, I doubt it would jump. But and I that think much, what you say but. too is like, I think as a again, this is only a contender move. As a late third, like you're literally giving away sure. nothing. Sure. Like even this draft class that's abundant in a late third, like who, like Tyler Scott is who you're getting. I don't feel good about. Yeah, I don't feel. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That's what you're getting. So sure. like, if I have any chance at a running back depth, that I'm taking that over a guy like Tyler Scott. Because again, you can be able to get Tyler Scott for that late third next year when he doesn't produce right away. So who's your last guy? All right, last guy. We're going with a geezer this time. Oh, yeah. A guy that's a little bit older, but, man, is he good. And he has the opportunity to potentially have his best season to date. That is Mr. Nicholas Chubb. Now, Uh, Nick Chubb, last year, (laughs) (laughs) uh, 1,500 yards uh, that he put up last year. But you know what he doesn't have this year? Doesn't have Kareem Hunt. No Kareem. Kareem Hunt was the guy that was the third down back, so to speak, on all those third down opportunities. Every Nick Chubb third down. usually came off the field. Kareem Hunt came on the field. And even like when Hunt wasn't available, they would find someone else to do it. And two minute uh two minute drills. Two minute drills, yeah. He yes. was also off the field. So yeah, Dernis Johnson gone as well. So Ernest Johnson's gone. Like there's a real opportunity. Last year, Kareem Hunt. 123 rushes that won't be uh, there and accounted for. Uh, and he had 44 targets uh, in the receiving game, 51 uh, a couple years before that. So he was that guy. Now, do I expect Kareem Hunt or uh, Nick Chubb to get all of that work? No, absolutely no. not. There will be other players that are in there. But even the opportunity to even boost his receiving game 10, 
15%, maybe another 5 to 10% on the rushing attempts. And he's somebody, even though he's older, there is still a lot of tread left on the tires. He only has two seasons as an entire NFL career where he has over 250 total touches. So there is a lot of tread still left on these tires. They've used him in a way that they want him to be a long-term asset. Still has two years left on his contract, so it's not like this is the end and you know we'll see what happens. And he'll get all two years. And he will he's get a, both He's a Cleveland favorite. Like they, people in Cleveland absolutely adore him. Uh, you only have to be somewhat cautious of with uh, Nick Chubb, but it's going to be a positive as well. Cause I think Nick Chubb is a can in the passing ca- category. Mm-hmm. So if you can see some of that cream hunt work is all signs out of Cleveland are pointing that this offense is going to change pretty drastically mm-hmm. and they're going to throw the football a ton and more than I used to think good of the, with that. Think of the back half of the uh, last year, of the Browns, how much they threw the football. It's going to be that. And I'm good. And I'm good with it too. Because what that means is, we have much lighter boxes now. Yeah. Nick Chubb has always had to run against heavy boxes because it's a lot of two tight end stuff, and, and it's always heavy, heavy boxes. You get this man one-on-one with anybody, Best he's running winning that. Best running back in the NFL. So, so I think lighter boxes is only good news for Nick Chubb. And you're talking one of the best offensive lines in football. If you look at any offensive line rankings, the Browns are going to be in the top three in every single one. They bring in another pass catching tight end in Jordan Akins, who has familiarity with Deshaun Watson, number one route runner in Amari Cooper. They trade for Elijah Moore. Again, real dynamic and creating separation versus one-on-one coverage. And then the big, you know, they bring a speed guy like Marquise Goodwin. They already have Donovan Peoples-Jones, and they draft a big, tall uh, receiver, future uh prospect and Cedric Tillman. So this mm-hmm. offense is, is literally built to be open back up uh, and start spreading the ball around. And like you mentioned, that's really good for Nick Chubb because any kind of mass match versus a linebacker, one is either stiff arming him to the turf or he's just going to make a miss because his feet mm-hmm. are absolutely dynamic. Um, and for the age, I still don't think there's a dip there in Nick Chubb's value. Is he 28? But he's going to be he 28. Is. He's going to be 28. Yeah. Yeah. This will be his age 28 season. Later uh, in the year, right? He turns 28 later in the year? Uh, I, I He might He like might have even might have even already. I was, or did he just turn 28? I had it just a second ago. Let's see. He is... How old are you, Nick Chubb? Nicholas Jamal Chubb. Look at the I feel like he's 27 and 140 days. So, yeah. So, he'll turn during the season, December 27th. So, okay. so he'll be 27 year. most of the for year. For most of the year. So, he's still... He's got that... He's probably two years insulated. Yep. And, and he I has... It was an outlier. Yeah. He has he has that, that two-year contract. And, and right now, as far as our ADP goes... Even though you're expecting him to put up these, you know, crazy seasons over these next two years, he's still being drafted well below other guys that are in his same age range, like CMC and Austin Eckler. Those guys are being drafted well ahead. And Nick Chubb has gotten it done every single year. He has been in a running back one every single year on a per game basis. And even just last year, even without the massive receiving workload, running back six on a per game basis, like, and he was healthy. He he played every single game. So love it. Love Nick Chubb. Obviously, I have a jersey up over here. My all-time favorite Browns running back is Nicholas Jamal Chubb. Uh, my opinion, arguably the best running back in the NFL. Pure oh, runner. Yep. Arguably. I agree. So that's it for the Nerd Show. Make sure to check out underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code NERDS. Make sure you have FFPC. If you enjoy the show, don't be afraid to leave us a rating review on iTunes. We appreciate it. And, you know, we have a long summer to get you guys ready for the season. And it's only three months away. Summer so it's not too far away. Two. Hot boy summer. Adios. <laughs>